Do you wait for everything to be perfect and lined up straight before you make a choice? How hard are you trying to get everything in your life right? What if jumping in and getting messy is one of the ways to find out what works for you? Discover how being willing to mess up can create the phenomenal life you truly desire. Get ready to quit judging and start embracing all of your messy adventures. Now, here's your host, self-declared messy living expert, Katrina Fava. Hello, good morning everyone. Welcome to Messy Adventures in Living. Thank you for joining us from wherever you are around the world. It is Monday morning here for me in Toronto, Canada. I am Katrina Fava, your host for the next hour and for every messy adventure. Um, let me start off by telling you a little bit about me if you if you're joining us for the first time today. Um, my name is Petrina. I am um, a person who does a lot of different things. Let me tell you a few of them. I am a mom of three awesome kids. My kids are 11, 9, and 5. Uh, I'm also a registered nurse. I work at um, Toronto's uh, Pediatric Hospital, and I've been working as a pediatric nurse for about 19 years. Uh, having lots of fun doing that. I also am an access consciousness bars and body process facilitator, having lots of fun um, facilitating the tools of this very interesting modality called access consciousness. And I'm also an author uh, of two very cool books, one of which we will be talking about today. It's called Creations, um, Conscious Fertility, Conception, Pregnancy, and Birth. And um, the other book that I published is called Possibilities in Parenting. Both of those are available on Amazon.com. They are a collection of stories about birthing, pregnancy, parenting, um, many of which look at the tools of this modality called access consciousness to provide um, some very out-of-the-box type tools for increasing possibilities for ease and joy in your life specifically relating to parenting and pregnancy and birthing, but not really because all the tools can be applied to anything that's going on for you, business, um, money, relationships. They're pretty cool books if you're interested in checking them out on Amazon.com. Um, so you can find me at PetrinaFava.com and also on Facebook, uh, Messy Adventures uh, Facebook page where I will post all of the great radio shows that we have here and all the variety of topics that we talk about on Messy Adventures and on my Petrina Fava public figure page. I also, by the way, um, like to create natural body products and my line is called Naturally Happy Body if you're interested in checking that out too. All right, so Messy Adventures and Living Today, what are we exploring so today we our topic is called wacky alternative versus toxic medicine. Are you taking sides? Is it killing you to take sides? So do you believe in alternative healing? Or do you believe in modern medicine? Do you use essential oils to treat your eczema or antibiotics to fight your infections? Do you resist medical treatment and quote conspiracy theorists? Do you think that alternative healing is wacky voodoo bullshit? Do you hate doctors? Do 
you think naturopaths are a bunch of fakes. So what happens when we decide that one side is right and the other is wrong? What if resisting one or the other actually cuts off what we what could create the greatest change for your body? And with such fierce resistance, can you receive the gift that either could be for your body? Um, thanks for joining me today as I explore the gift of everything that can contribute to our bodies, including pharmaceuticals, essential oils, doctors, and not doctors. So um, as I mentioned earlier, I do have a background in nursing. I've been working as a pediatric nurse for coming up 19 years now this summer. And so this topic has been um, swirling around in my awareness for a very long time because I, I have noticed a lot of interesting things. So I'll give you a little bit of background into my introduction to um, the tools of access, which we will be talking about today. If you don't know anything about them, please check out accessconsciousness.com. Um, and you might want to check out theclearingstatement.com as well. Um, so about six or seven years ago, and you'll find this story in my book, Creations, I, after having two very amazing pregnancies and two healthy girls, I had a miscarriage when my husband and I were trying to have a third child. And this miscarriage uh, really kind of slammed me to the floor. Uh, and I always think it's funny when I say that because I don't think anybody ever really expects to have a miscarriage. But because I had such wonderful pregnancies and because I so much enjoyed my pregnancies and they were so easy for me, I was not nauseous, I wasn't sick, um, you know, I felt great. Um, having a miscarriage really kind of threw me for a loop. And interestingly, the miscarriage occurred shortly after my first real introduction to energy work. And so I had just learned uh, level one and two Reiki a couple of weeks before this happened. And I was just about to take a course um, about manifesting. I had read The Secret. I had read some Abraham Hicks. I was really interested um, in this stuff. And I'd always had an interest in things like metaphysics and, um, you know, like the law of attraction. And since I was a child, I always knew that something else was possible besides what we see in this reality. Um, and so studying Reiki and learning hands-on body process was so fascinating. And then learning about Manifesting and knowing that I had the power to create my life was so exciting to me. So I was literally just about to take this course on manifesting when I had a miscarriage at nine weeks pregnant. And I really was shocked because I thought I was doing all the quote-unquote right things in terms of metaphysical spiritual work. My... um. You know, I was all over the thoughts become things idea. Uh, I knew that I was thinking about a healthy pregnancy. I was thinking about having a third baby. I was not worried about having a miscarriage. I was not worried about having a harm, um, you know, any kind of distress around a pregnancy. And when I, I ended up in the hospital with this miscarriage because I was bleeding quite a bit. And so I was trying to use the tools that I learned in my Reiki course and in what I had read about 
manifestation and focusing my thoughts on positive things. And it wasn't working um, the way I wanted it to. So here I am in the hospital bleeding. Um, you know, I was confused. I was like, what is going on? I didn't, this is not what I was thinking about. I didn't want this. I didn't create this. This is not what I'm choosing. This is bullshit. Like, what the hell is going on? So I'm in, in the hospital um, having a lot of bleeding and I found myself resisting medical treatment. Um, which of course is interesting because I'm a nurse. So I had this conflicting, I'm a nurse, I know what I learned in nursing school, and also I had learned about the magic of bodies, and I knew the magic of bodies. It wasn't that I learned it or I believed it, I knew, I knew there was something that my body was capable of more than what I'd studied in nursing school. But when I look at the experience now, I see how much I was in such conclusion about what was the right way to get through a miscarriage and what was the right outcome. So in the beginning, I was really like, okay, well, you know, maybe the doctor's wrong. And if I think positive thoughts, then maybe this miscarriage won't happen. Um, and then, you know, the miscarriage did happen. And I was like, okay, well, the bleeding should stop. Okay, body, like the bleeding has to stop. The bleeding has to stop. Come on, body, like what's what's going on? Um, I was thinking about health, a healthy uterus and like no bleeding and I was so focused on my thoughts and yet I continued to have profuse bleeding and my my uterus was not expelling the embryo and so I was in a merge for two days and the doctors offered me medication and at first I said no and then when I realized that I was bleeding so much that I could barely stay awake and I was almost passing out that I was like, fine, I'll take the medication. And then the medication didn't work to stop the bleeding, so I went back to Emerge. And then they offered me a blood transfusion. And I had some really strong opinions about a blood transfusion because my nurse brain was going crazy and my alternative healing brain was going crazy. And so I said no to the blood transfusion, even though I could barely walk. And then they offered me a DNC, and I said, absolutely not, I'm not having a DNC because I know the risks and the nurse brain was telling me, if you have a DNC, you're going to have trouble getting pregnant. And my alternative healing brain was saying, you don't need a DNC, you can do this without them. So a whole bunch of, like, can you really perceive the energy of that confusion and conflictual reality? So um, my point is that when I look at it now, and I, I learned the tools of access shortly after that happened, and for those of you who don't, know a lot about access briefly, it's a modality that really empowers you to ask questions in your life. Um, be in the question rather than make decisions or make conclusions or make judgments about what you expect to show up or what you have decided is the correct outcome, the right outcome or the wrong outcome. And so when I look at it now, I see that I was not being in the question at all. I was not asking about what was going to create the greatest ease for my body and what was going to create the greatest for my future. Um, I was not asking questions. I was not in the space of question allowance, looking for what was possible. I was totally in the place of judgment of everything. I was in judgment of my body. I was in judgment of the medical profession. I was in judgment of the alternative healing um, I was doing nothing but judgment and it created a lot of stress. So what I want to talk about with this show is, you know, 
how much do people who study um, metaphysics resist medical treatment? And then how much do people in the medical field resist alternative medicine? And what if there was no taking sides? What if we could use both of those things? And how much could that create for our bodies? Um, there's a tool in access or, or in access, we define consciousness as consciousness is the ability to include everything and judge nothing. So consciousness includes everything and judges nothing. That means that that includes pharmaceuticals. It includes blood transfusions. It includes doctors. It includes nurses. It includes um, all kinds of things that uh, it includes vaccines, and I mean, I'm not going there because that's a whole other radio show. But you know, how much resistance in the the alternative healing world is there to things like vaccination and um, medical treatment and you know radiation, chemotherapy? So much resistance in favor of natural methods, alternative methods. And um, on the other side, I see of with my colleagues or within the hospital, within the medical field, so much resistance to alternative healing, um, so much eye rolling, so much like, oh my God, I can't believe these people are doing this. This is just a bunch of hooey. There's no studies to support this. Like they can't actually think this is going to work, do they? And so much resistance. And and I can only describe it as eye rolling. It's like, oh, please, like give me a break. You know that stuff is bullshit. Um, how much resistance is there in the medical community and what could we create when we can use both of those and we can see that consciousness includes everything and judges nothing. Um, so, uh, sorry, just uh, looking in the chat room, I someone is just commenting about recently having someone come to her for a radionics treatment saying that they wanted to prove the doctors wrong. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, that's awesome. Um, yeah, wow. And so what does that create? So if you're going to someone for radionics or any other natural type healing method or, or alternative healing method, in order to prove the doctors wrong, what in the heck does that create in your universe? And what does that actually create in your body? Like, um, does that create ease? And what happens when you're trying to prove someone else wrong and you're trying to make yourself right? Um, and in the chat room, what if your body desires chemotherapy? Exactly. Interesting. We think that a body wouldn't choose it. Exactly. That's beliefs in the chat room. Thank you. Exactly. What if your body does know that chemotherapy is what's going to create the greatest? Um, so, again, I just want to touch on, explain these tools a little bit for someone who doesn't know. So, um, access consciousness looks at one of the tools is no right, no wrong, just interesting. So if you didn't label something as right and you didn't label it as wrong and you just saw interest, everything as interesting, an interesting point of view, the idea is that when you don't do that, when you don't align with right or wrong, you can have something called awareness. Um, awareness of what's true for you. Awareness of what's true for your body. And that when you have awareness, then you can choose from a space of possibility rather than aligning with what you think is right and then making a decision based on your idea 
of what you've already decided is right and all the other doors of possibility slam shut because you only have that one open and that's the only path you can go to. So, um, uh, Rhonda in the chat room, if I didn't have a point of view or belief about this particular thing, what could I choose? And body, do you know, what do you know that's beyond what I know? Um, these two save me from my stupidity constantly. Yeah, so let's take a break, and when we come back, I would like to talk a little bit about does your body have its own consciousness? And, you know, what would happen if we started to talk to our bodies and ask our bodies some questions about what our bodies desire, something that we never learn and that a lot of people think is this crazy concept. So you are listening to Messy Adventures in Living on FM. We are talking about... Uh, wacky alternative versus modern medicine is it killing you to take sides don't go anywhere do you wait until all the traffic lights are green before you get in your car of course you don't are you waiting until you have everything perfect to begin living most of us have learned not to take any steps until we have all the information to make the right choice what if the opposite is true What if it's choice that creates awareness? Are you willing to make lots of messy choices so you can begin to see the possibilities that you didn't even think existed? Listen for Messy Adventures in Living radio show with self-declared messy living expert Katrina Fava every Monday at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 8 Central, 7 Mountain, and 6 Pacific on a2zen.fm How much more expansive would your life be if you were willing to get messy with your choices? What would you say if I told you that you could change your life in only one hour and all while lying down relaxing? Thousands of people all over the world have. What am I talking about? It's called Access Consciousness The Bars. The Bars is an energetic body process that contains 32 different points on your head that when run assist you in releasing decisions about any area of your life that you have made solid and as a result cannot change. The Bars is the first class in Access Consciousness, a dynamic set of tools and information designed to transform any area of your life. When you have a Bars session, the worst that can happen is you feel like you had a fantastic massage. The best thing that can happen is your whole life could change. Go to accessconsciousness.com today to find a facilitator to schedule a private session or to find a boys class in your area. Are you willing to give yourself an hour to change your life? You're listening to Messy Adventures in Living with Petrina Fava. To participate in today's show, please call in the U.S. 815-880-8255. In Canada, 613-800-8736. In the U.K., 033-0001-0625. Or you can Skype us at a2zen.fm. You can also ask questions or comment by email by sending to Petrina at PetrinaFava.com. Now, here's Petrina with more Messy Adventures. Hello, welcome back to Messy Adventures in Living. I'm your host, Petrina Fava, and today we are talking about wacky alternative versus toxic medicine. Which side are you on, and is it actually killing you to take sides? So we're looking, we've been looking at... Um, the resistance that the medical community has 
uh, towards alternative healing, natural healing, and the resistance that the alternative healing world has towards modern medicine and we're looking at the possibility of using both of those to create ease in our bodies and not making one or the other wrong um, because consciousness includes everything and judges nothing. Um, so playing a little bit with the tools of Access Consciousness, if you don't know about it, check out accessconsciousness.com. So I wanted to look at, now that we're back from break, is um, some what are the points of view that we have about modern medicine and what are the points of view that we have about alternative healing or natural healing? And so I sat down with this yesterday and this is what I came up with and let me know if any of you have some other ones. Um, so lots of point of views about the medical system. So doctors just push drugs all the time. That's one. Um, drugs are toxic. All drugs are toxic to your body. Um, vaccines are toxic. If you vaccinate your children, you're going to, you know, cause them all kinds of harm. Um, big pharma, that there's a lot of big pharma conspiracies. Um, medications will kill you. That um, I can do it without medicine. That the medical um, field, the medical community does not believe in the magic of bodies. That um, medical care has secrets and that it's to be avoided at all costs that we should never allow um, very strong drugs like chemotherapy into our body because they will create more harm than good. Um, natural is always better. Um, natural is always safe. These are all points of view that I have heard floating around that if we didn't buy them as real and just looked at them as interesting, um, could create more ease if we asked questions about them. And then some points of view about alternative healing that I that have been floating around in my awareness is that a lot of people in the medical community think that alternative healing is total bullshit. It's a bunch of hooey. Um, there's not no evidence for any alternative healing and that evidence is everything, that medical research is everything. And if there isn't medical research to back it up, it's not valid and it can't possibly be true. Um, that anti-vaxxers are crazy wackos and that they are creating harm in the world and that they are harming their children. Lots of really strong points of view in the medical community about people who do not vaccinate their children. Um, that people are believe in alternative methods or natural healing are stupid. Like they're uneducated. They don't do their research. They don't look into um, you know, the medical research and that they are uneducated and stupid. Um, that modern medicine is hands down superior to any alternative healing um, and that it's, you know, it's using things like essential oils uh, versus drugs is just plain stupid and, you know, who would ever think that anything that easy would work. There also seems to be a point of view in the medical community that suffering or that illness is somehow valuable and again that's like a whole other radio show but it, it's revered you know suffering Ill, through illness is revered so everything that brings up all of those points of view everywhere you have any of those points of view let's destroy and uncreate them all right and wrong good and bad pot and pock all nine shorts boys and beyonds that is the access consciousness clearing statement i'm not going to get into it on this show please look it up theclearingstatement.com. Okay, I'm talking really fast today, aren't I? 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> I need to take a breath. <laughs> I have a caller on the line. Her name is Samantha. So, um, Samantha, I've invited Samantha onto the show. She is a co-author of uh, Creations, Conscious Fertility, Conception, Pregnancy, and Birth. And she um, wrote the last chapter in this book that is completely amazing. And she wrote the chapter about um, her daughter that was born with a very serious um, illness. Her chapter is called Our Miracle Baby, the basic access consciousness tools really do work. And I love this chapter. Um, I think, I mean, especially because I'm a nurse and I'm in the medical field, I love this chapter so much because it really, for me, showed um, this place where alternative healing and modern medicine joined to create a, um, a great outcome. So, hi, Samantha, are you there? Yes, hi. Good morning, Katrina. How are you? Can you hear me? Yes. Hi, good. Doing good. Good. Thank um, you so much for joining us today. No, thank you for having me. This is mm. awesome. Yes. So do you want to talk a little bit about, um, I'll let you explain your story uh, about Lily um, just quickly, and then we can talk a little bit about your experience and what you what you found when you were in kind of both of those worlds. Okay, can I backtrack a tiny bit? Yeah. Um, I just want to share a little bit about my background. So 18 years of my life, 18 years of my life, I was totally all medical. Um, You couldn't get me to do anything alternative. I was, um, I followed whatever the doctor said. I needed an aspirin or a pill or whatever, antibiotics, I did it. Um, And then 16 years, I went completely the other direction, all alternatives, absolutely no medicine. Um, I was sick growing up, very, very sick. And then I met a doctor that kind of flipped my points of view and then went totally extreme. Wouldn't go into hospital unless I was totally, totally dying. You know, I was just like, um, and then the last 10 years I've kind of gotten into a healthier balance um, and had a lot more awareness that I'm, I'm grateful for the medical field and the doctors and all that they do there. And it really showed up in uh in dealing with my daughter and um we had a healthy home birth and nine days after um something wasn't right with her and we took her to the hospital and she we were there a whole week as we ran all these tests and we're trying to figure out okay what do we do you know alternative or medicine and and kind of we were flipping back and forth between the two um and then they found out she had a massive um brain clot in her brain from the top of her sinuses all the way back to the back of her head. Um, They gave us a really bad prognosis that she wouldn't make it, enjoy every moment with her. Um, They gave us statistics and case studies on using medicine or not using medicine. Um, um, And then we we ended up, um, we started asking questions and asking um, access questions of um, like things we weren't aware of to come show up to um, uh, we started asking the hospital for things as well the medical staff so right. um, we asked for an extra day to think about our decision to give her medicine or not so we could research it um, and the statistics were so bad that either way um, she could have died if we used natural or if we did the medicine. 
Um, and so then I went back to my own knowing and, and that's where we, we went, okay, I've been using essential oils for 16 years. I know they work. I know they work. We just need a little bit of time. And mm-hmm. so we asked for five days. The hospital gave us five days and they said after that, we either need to, me- we need to medicate, you know, so they allowed us to use, they didn't totally approve us using oils, but they said, right. okay, we will give you five days to work on feeding her, hydrating her, um, and um, and we used oils um, several times a day uh, on her head. And five days later, they did another MRI, and the brain clot had disappeared. 90, 80%, 90% was gone. Wow. Um, they thought it was a miracle. We asked. It was a miracle. It was. They couldn't explain it. The doctors mm-hmm. couldn't explain it. Um, what we learned in that whole process was we needed them. We needed the medical team to help figure out a diagnosis so we could have a direction of where to go with our natural, with using oil. I had no idea what was wrong with her, so I couldn't just put 200 oils on her. I had to have, like, it narrowed down. And once mm-hmm. it was narrowed down into, okay, this is what the problem is. This is, so now we can actually take something and do something about it and change mm-hmm. it. Um Otherwise, we wouldn't have known how to, I wouldn't have known, like, what to put on her um, or to help her until, like, they helped us with that diagnosis. Um, yeah. And then we did things like, we would ask, like, questions. We just kept asking questions. And they'd go, okay, one day. We'll, we'll give you one day. And then mm-hmm. it turned into two days. We had um, asked them for some space um, during those five days to have um, time to rest, time to be with her, they're, they weren't really, they were still doing tests, but they weren't, like, needing to be in the room all the time. Mm-hmm. So we asked for space, and they gave us a day wherever they only came in eight times instead of all the time. Like, they were constantly right. a revolving door in the hospital, and it, yeah. it, um, it ended up being nine days where they only came in every three hours. They did all their tests. They checked her out. Right. Everything was good, and and then they'd come back three hours later. So they mm-hmm. gave us the space so I could breastfeed, I could pump, I could um, take a shower, I could hold her, we can eat. You know, it was like we had a we, – we created something together. And I really nice. – I'm really grateful for the team, the medical team there, because they allowed us that space. And it was like we just kept – how can we do this together as a team? So right. I feel like all the stuff I did in my life when eight – the first, you know, 18 years, and then the next 16, and that kind of all came together as a, we needed both. So mm-hmm. I'll let yeah. you talk. I'm sorry. I just no. Are you kidding? Are you I'm kidding? No. That's excited. Great. It was just an amazing experience. And our daughter, she's 18 months today, and oh. um, she's walk, she's walked started walking early. Like she's done really well. She's really um, healed her body and and. Um, I don't know. I just we just keep asking questions. We keep using access tools and uh, running the bars on her, and um, it's just yeah. been an amazing process this yeah. last. So, does she still um, require any uh, medical treatment, Samantha? Um, no, we go in about every six weeks for checkups. Yeah. Um, that's kind of mm-hmm. um, they just had lots of follow up. We had lots of right. follow up just to make sure she's on track. She's still gaining weight. She's um, and they wanted to make sure she's doing all of her um, milestones, all the milestones. Yeah, yeah, all the milestones, hitting all the that milestones, which awesome. she has been. 
So she's doing great. Amazing. So we're back in for another checkup next week. And um, so we've had a lot more follow-up than other kids would have had, but mm-hmm. um, which is we've needed the support. Um, I think as a parent, it's nice to go in and do those heart checks and all the different things and go, she's doing good. She's doing great. So I can um, calm Very myself cool. down a little bit about being <laughs> like, oh, there's something wrong with her. There's nothing wrong with her now. So they're, and the chances of it coming back is very slim. It's like 5%, so it's really slim. Right. How does it get But she's doing that? really, really good. Um, good to hear. Cool. Thank you for sharing that. It's an amazing story. And I love that you talked about that in the beginning, that whole thing about extremes. Um, because, and I, and I can relate to that as well. I did a very similar thing. So, like, studied nursing for so many years mm-hmm. was really um, all about, you know, everything I had ever learned in the nursing textbooks and in my nursing um, studies. And so, and then, um, while also being aware of the magic of bodies when I started to learn Reiki, really started to swing the other way. Um, and that's not what we learn with the tools of access. And it's not consciousness. It's not, consciousness is not about taking sides, right? It's exactly. not about, cause, because that's actually what we talk about, about no right, no wrong. So, And I find it interesting that with this topic, um, we look at, you know, we look at no right, no wrong, and then with this topic in particular, we t- totally do polarity. Um, so even with a lot of people um, that I play with in the metaphysical community, I notice that there's a lot of side-taking, um, that there's a lot of, um, you know, I, I know, like, Facebook is a, an endless stream of interesting point of view. So lots of posts about, like, conspiracy theory against medicine, Um you know, research studies against medicine. Um, and, you know, it's interesting to me because we're essentially doing the same thing, just the other way. So now we're totally resisting medicine. And polarity is not the space of creating possibility. Polarity exactly. is still aligning and agreeing, just now you're just aligning and agreeing with the other side. <laughs> mm-hmm. And and. In the moment, if you're in the moment and in 10-second increments when you're in the hospital going through some tragedy or trauma or whatever's going on, being flexible in that moment of, in this moment, we're choosing no medication. But in 10 seconds from now, things can change. And you can go, you know what, we want to do medication now. You have that flexibility. But if you're so extreme to no meds or totally only alternatives, yeah. You you leave out all this room of possibility, yeah. which is yeah, yeah, it's totally right. Um, it's it's essentially throwing out the baby with the bathwater. Like you're just deciding that one is right, and so now you're throwing everything else out the window. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about? Um, so there's this this tool in Access that we use called Interesting Point of View. And, um, you know, I know when my daughter broke her arm in July and she had to have surgery, and that. That tool, that and the question of what else is possible were my staples in those in that day. Um, uh, you know, she, she had a severely broken arm and she needed to have surgery. And as the I had an interesting point of view myself, because here I am a nurse in my own emergency department where I work. <laughs> and I had to use interesting point of view on myself because of all the things that I quote unquote knew, which is not actually knowing. Um, that I had studied, you know, broken bones and, and what happens with the body and how it heals and 
possible complications and that kind of thing. And also it used interesting point of view when the doctors told me, you know, she probably will never have full extension of her arm again. She might have nerve damage. She, you know, this might show up down the line. Um, she'll, she won't fill in all of the bone of her elbow. And I had to just kind of not resist because resistance, what you resist persists. So then if you resist it, you start to lock it in. And I notice, and I mean, you could probably speak with this to this too. I notice that when I resist things around my kids, they pick up on that. And so I really have been keeping myself in check with what I resist especially when my kids are around. So, you know, if the doctor says, you know, when doctors are saying things to me like, oh, she'll probably never fully extend her arm again and she'll probably never fill in all of her elbow, my initial reaction is like, oh, please don't say that. Like, you're projecting your point of view on me and I could feel my barriers go up. And I had to really lower my barriers and be like, okay, that's just an interesting point of view. Because I know, yeah, kids don't miss a trick, Christine says in the chat room. Absolutely, they pick up energetically so much. So, um, you know, how much interesting point of view did you have to use, <laughs> Samantha, when you were when you were going through all that? <laughs> there was a lot. Um, yeah. Oh my goodness! Um, it was it was we were in the hospital for eighteen days, and it felt like we were <laughs> constantly in that interesting point of view they have, because um, once yeah. you it locks it in if mm-hmm. you're just going to buy. Like, I could have just bought that my daughter was going to die. Right. And um, there was a moment where someone, another access uh, facilitator had come to our hospital and held our baby and asked us a couple of clearing statements and helped us. Um, and she helped me flip this point of view that I might be losing my baby. Once I got out of that, I was able to then expand out and... Mm-hmm. And choose what I knew to like to go back and use the oils and and yeah. we then start asking more questions and step out of um the point of that point of view like mm-hmm. just clear it um, yeah, and then we kept asking what else is possible, what else is possible um mm-hmm. constantly throughout the day and throughout our days at the hospital to um mm-hmm. to go there's got to be something else possible um, right, and just stay in that awesome. Cool. So um, we're going to take a break, and then we are going to come back and talk some more about modern medicine versus toxic, no, yes, toxic medicine, toxic modern medicine versus wacky alternative on messy adventures in living. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back soon. Thank you. Do you wait until all the traffic lights are green before you get in your car? Of course you don't. Are you waiting until you have everything perfect to begin living? Most of us have learned not to take any steps until we have all the information to make the right choice. What if the opposite is true? What if it's choice that creates awareness? Are you willing to make lots of messy choices so you can begin to see the possibilities that you didn't even think existed? Listen for Messy Adventures in Living radio show with self-declared messy living expert Katrina Fava every Monday at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 8 Central, 7 Mountain, and 6 Pacific on A2Zen.fm. How much more expansive would your life be if you were willing to get messy with your choices? 
what would you say if I told you that you could change your life in only one hour and all while lying down relaxing? Thousands of people all over the world have. What am I talking about? It's called Access Consciousness The Bars. The Bars is an energetic body process that contains 32 different points on your head that when run assist you in releasing decisions about any area of your life that you have made solid and as a result cannot change. The Bars is the first class in Access Consciousness a dynamic set of tools and information designed to transform any area of your life. When you have a bar session, the worst that can happen is you feel like you had a fantastic massage. The best thing that can happen is your whole life could change. Go to accessconsciousness.com today to find a facilitator to schedule a private session or to find a bars class in your area. Are you willing to give yourself an hour to change your life? You're listening to Messy Adventures in Living with Petrina Fava. To participate in today's show, please call in the U.S. 815-880-8255, in Canada 613-800-8736, in the U.K. 033-0001-0625, or you can Skype us at a2zen.fm. You can also ask questions or comment by email by sending to Petrina at PetrinaFava.com. Now, here's Petrina with more Messy Adventures. Hello, welcome back to Messy Adventures in Living. Thanks for joining us. We're talking about wacky alternative versus modern medicine and is it killing you to take sides? So before we went to break, we were speaking with Samantha Holloway, who is a co-author in our book, Call Creations Conscious Fertility, Conception, Pregnancy, and Birth. Um, we're talking about using alternative uh, healing and modern medicine together. Um, when uh, her daughter was diagnosed with uh, enormous blood clot in the brain, and I wanted to just um, touch on something that I uh, that has been in my awareness for a long time that I think is really funny. So when I when I when you look at both sides of this topic. Um, People who, you know, doctors, nurses, the medical community really uh, rely heavily on studies, um, you know, substantiated medical research to base their decisions and to create their point of view about a treatment or something. And on the other, on the flip side, you know, people in the alternative community can will quote, you know, a guru or will quote um, information that's been passed on for generations and decades and like ancient wisdom. And you know, neither of those is knowing. Neither of those is what's true for you. Neither of them are. And with the tools of access, what what these tools really present is the opportunity for you to tap into what you know. So what do you know about your body that no one else knows, that's not in a medical journal, that's not um, you know, in ancient wisdom? What do you know about your body that no one else knows? Um, and, I, I, and so I just look at it and I'm like, everything that, that the medical community or that the metaphysical community is doing is still based in someone else's point of view which is what I love about the tools of access, empowering you to know what you know. Ask yourself questions. Ask your body questions. Um, and I wanted to share this really funny 
thing that um, I heard about a couple of months ago. So um, there's this treatment, this medical treatment that's kind of new, and it's a treatment for um, a bowel infection called C. diff, um, which um, like it's a virus it's a virus it like causes enormous amounts of profuse diarrhea it can actually be very dangerous in the elderly like people can die from it just from severe dehydration and it spreads very easily so the medical community has come up with a treatment what they found is that if you ingest the stool so the poop of another person um it can actually like change the bacteria, the bacteria. I'm sorry, I don't actually understand all of it, but it can like change the bacteria in the bowel and treat this C. diff infection. And this is like accepted in the medical community. And I mean, hey, consciousness includes everything and judges nothing, even ingesting someone else's poop. Um, so there's this, like, they've come up with this way of, like, putting stool from a healthy person into capsules and, and making them into, like, pills that you could just ingest. And, yeah, how how very homeopathic of them, exactly. But what I when I saw that, I was like, whoa, 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 wait. So you're a nurse or you're a doctor, and you are willing to accept ingesting someone else's poop but you reject, you know, Reiki or you reject essential oils. It's like, what the hell? It's so ridiculous to me. Like, ingesting poop is okay, but using plant, you know, essential oils that comes from a natural plant is is woo-woo. Or putting your hands on someone is woo-woo. But eating somebody else's poop is okay. It's like, what are we doing? But it's because it... It was in. It was published in a medical journal. So because it was published in the medical journal, then it's okay. This is not knowing. This is still relying on somebody else's information. None of this is knowing what you know. So you know, what if your body has its own consciousness? And when I heard this concept, and when I started to learn about access, we talk a lot about your body having its own consciousness. It actually wasn't that weird of a concept to me, because it's like, as a nurse, I feel like I kind of know that already. Like, of course, my body has its own consciousness. When I go to sleep, I don't. I'm not thinking about beating my heart. I'm not thinking about, you know, creating nerve pathways in my brain. I'm not thinking about, you know, healing the cut on my foot. My body's doing it. My body. Of course, my body has its own consciousness. But we never learn this and we never learn to talk to our bodies and ask our bodies questions and be aware of what our bodies require. Um, so, Samantha, like, I wanted to ask you, um, uh, um, it, you, you started to talk about it a little bit, this, this tool of your point of view creates your reality because um, you touched on like you had already decided or the, the the medical team was telling you that it was extremely likely that your daughter was going to die. And so what I see when I go to work with a lot of families, and not everybody, but a lot of families, as soon as the doctors say something, they're, they um, trust 150%. People put 150% of their trust in doctors because they have decided that the doctors know better because they're educated in this in this you know, in this field. And so there's there's this like blind trust, but it's more than blind trust. It's like handing over your power, handing over your power completely to the medical team. Um, but there's a tool in access called your point of view creates your reality. And so, you know, 
what happened when you shifted your point of view? And I'm thinking about in your chapter specifically when you talked about like how everything was so dark and the 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 shades were always drawn and then one day you're like, no, fuck this. And you like open the curtains and let the sun in. And so do you want to talk a little bit about how shifting your point of view really shifted, started to shift things? Yeah. <clears throat> yes. It. Um, can you hear me? Yes, absolutely. I'm on. Oh, okay, sorry. Um, yes. Um, the first, the whole first week we were there, I had this strong feeling to keep my windows closed, the blinds closed, the lights were off, they were dim. There was only one light that was dimmed, um, so they could see coming in the room. But it was a really, I wasn't really aware at the beginning that I was doing it um, until it flipped. Um, and I mean, at the beginning, it was just kind of like we were just crying a lot and almost in mourning of the loss of my daughter, even though she was right there in my arms. Um, and then, and then we did, we had this flip. It was, I, um, again, I had, I mean, I I feel like in the chapter I mentioned, uh, a facilitator that came and sat with us and asked us a couple questions. She didn't do a lot. She wasn't there a very long time. Um, she actually reminded me she was only there an hour. Um, it felt like she was there for a much longer time, but, um, I woke up the next day with hope, with being in my power, and all of a sudden I got up and I walked over and I opened the blinds. I wanted to see what the rest of the world was doing. It was, it was like I wasn't consumed in this loss. It was already like I had chosen that my daughter was going to die. Right. Um, and then all of a sudden I flipped and went, wait a second, we have tools. We have questions. We have access. We have oils. We have... Um, let's go back to what I know, and then I just stepped into this power. It was life-altering, changing. Like, it was like I was two different people from the first week in the hospital to the the next, you know, two weeks. I was just different. I was different with the hospital staff. We worked. It was easier. Once I stepped into my power, it was, I felt like all of a sudden the medical team, my nurses and the doctors all kind of, we started working together. It was it was, it was really um, shift. Mm-hmm. It really shifted when my point yeah. of view changed and went. There is hope here. We can change things. Um, it, it, it really was night and day, like different. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I just I see it so much. Like you, you go with this point of view, and then you create it. You know, like you, you, ha- you were projected with this point of view. Your daughter's gonna die. You took it on, and then that was the energy we were in. And then when you shifted your point of view, um, and started to ask some questions, a whole bunch of different things showed up. Everything um, opened up. Everything opens up. Yes. Yeah. Thank you so much um, for coming. We are just down to the last five minutes of the show. Um, I'm so grateful that you um, joined me today, Samantha. Your story is amazing. Um, and um, I love, I love so much that you, your story is so much a blend of, and, 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 you know, just evidence of how everything can contribute. And when we don't resist one side or the other, um, the greatest outcome is possible. And your story is totally shines that um so thank you for sharing that with us so for anyone thank you yeah for anyone um who is interested in reading samantha's story about lily um uh, creations conscious fertility and conception 
Pregnancy and Birth is available on Amazon.com. It is a phenomenal book. Please pick it up whether you're thinking about conceiving or pregnant or birthing or not. Um, the tools in this book are life-changing for absolutely anyone. Mm-hmm. So what I wanted to leave you guys with a couple of a couple of points and a couple of questions, be some clearing. So, you know, everywhere you've handed over your power, rather than acknowledging your body and its ability to know, will you please destroy and create all of that? Right, wrong, good and bad, pot and pop, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. So what does your body know that no one else in the entire world knows? And what would happen if you trusted your body's knowing and asked questions rather than bought someone else's point of view, whether it be medical or alternative or otherwise? What would it be like if you tapped into your knowing and your body's knowing to choose, to choose what else is possible? What else is possible is also an amazing tool to use whenever you are um, looking to choose or being faced with points of view from other people, um, plus what else is possible um, with anything that's going on with your body. Um, What else? We still have two minutes. So, um, again, thank you for joining us uh, with this conversation. Join us again next week. Next week, we are talking about gratitude, um, the lie of gratitude, and we're going to be looking at um, what are some lies about gratitude that are perpetrated in this reality? And what if gratitude is not what we think it is? I came up a Facebook post the other day. I tell you, Facebook is like the source of my messy adventures in living radio shows. It's awesome. Um, I, I came across a really interesting um, video that if you check the Messy Adventures Facebook page, I will post in there, um, that sh- uh, that t- talks about this reality's idea of gratitude and you should be grateful um, for what you have because someone could have less and that is such bullcrap. So we are going to explore that next week right here on a to zen.fm Messy Adventures in Living. Thank you all again for joining us. What else is possible with your body that you've never even considered? Um, Have a wonderful week and join us again next week on Messy Adventures in Living. See you later. This is Petrina Fava. Goodbye. Thanks for playing with us on Messy Adventures in Living. Petrina Fava will return next Monday at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 8 a.m. Central, 7 a.m. Mountain, and 6 a.m. Pacific on A2Zen.fm. We'd love to have you join us again. Until then, have fun creating your phenomenal life, mess and all.